G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 19. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, it's hard to remember a lightning stakes with a field quite so power-packed as uh, the one we face on Saturday. Nature Strip, a fairly warm favourite, but... Um, you'd probably almost think perhaps a little bit under the odds, perhaps could get out a bit. Yeah, g'day, Bucks. Yeah, look, it's a cracking field. Um, yeah, I think he's entitled to get out a little bit. I think there'll be a swing towards the three-year-old home affairs. I think there'll be a bit of a push towards him. Um, Mars Crusader's already tightening up a little bit. I think he went up $11 as soon as the final field was declared on Wednesday. He was quickly into around $8. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think if you got on Nature Strip, I think you could probably wait because I think there's enough in the rest of the field that are uh, going to meet with some support. But it is, uh, yeah, a very good lineup. Uh, plenty of uh, queries on, on some of the runners. So you've got another of the three-year-olds, Profiteer. He's been meeting with a lot of support in the last couple of weeks. Um, I think, I guess, once the connections had fully decided that they were going to go to the race with him, he's been just trickling in in the futures markets all the while. And, he, uh, he's a very speedy horse, and I suppose if they're going to get a, a Group 1 with him, it might be this 1,000-metre dash. He looked pretty good down the straight during Cup Week, obviously beating an inferior field. Uh, meanwhile, in Sydney, we've got uh, the Silver Slipper for the two-year-olds, the Hobartville for the three-year-olds. And, uh, well, I guess uh, the question marks were... There were a few with question marks over Animo after the first up run. Um who was expected to win and probably had the pattern against him, uh, this time may tell? Yeah, well, look, the pattern was against him and overpass, found the fence, kicked and won well. And he franked the form last week by finishing second to Lost and Running. Was never going to beat that horse, but that's a pretty strong form line. So I think Animo deserves to be favourite. I think there's a couple of decent odds that I uh, might be playing to beat him. But, yeah, he's going to be a lot fitter for that and... You know, all things being equal, a slightly fairer track, then he's going to be the hardest to beat. All righty. Well, uh, as we wait for Dan to join us, we'll start at Flemington, where the first of the black type races is race four. This is the Talindit Stakes, 1100 metre listed event for two year olds at set weights and penalties. Joel. Yeah, really intriguing race. Um, we've got uh, three three newcomers um, and obviously a few of these down the straight for the first time. I am leaning to the filly coming through the diamond preview in uh, number 12 waltz on by from the Peter Moody stable. Uh, her dam stay with me, finished runner up in this race, went on to win the group 1000 guineas. Um, this girl loomed on the turn. I thought she was going to win and just, I thought she came to the end of her run, but I think she was just a bit green, didn't sort of fully know how to stretch out because she kept coming the last 50 metres. She was finding the line well again to just miss a place. I think she'll be a lot wiser for that experience. Jamie Carr on board. So I'm going to go with her to beat one of the first starters. Uh, there's a couple of them that I, I like. I liked the seven and the nine, but I've gone with the seven in my picks. One of the locals, uh, son of Per and Canto, he trialled well back in October. He won a, a jump out and they put him away. His recent jump out, I thought he was very good late. So he could be one at a bit of odds to include Castilian. Uh, two, Sathira 
from the Peter and Paul Snowden camp is out. So my next uh, selection is number nine, Latvian. As I said, another of the first starters. He's jumped out really well. He's well-bred. He's a three-quarter brother to Nomathaj, who was a listed winner down the straight. So hopefully that holds him in good stead. Uh, he jumped out well and he trialled well at the official Cranbourne trials just recently. And in for fourth, I will throw in number 11, Kiko, who had to change course in the straight when hitting the line in the chairman stakes at Caulfield. And she finished off really well. Craig Williams sticks with her. She'll be better for that run first up. But I'm 12 on top from 7, 9 and 11. I'm with one of those first starters you mentioned in Latvian to beat Stupendo back from the Magic Millions Classic. Uh, Zenzella, uh, another of the first starters, uh, and uh, I'm loving you. Scratch from last week. So 9, 1, 15, 14 for me. Dan's still yet to join us, but his value bet on the Flemington program is number one, Stupendo, to beat I'm loving you, Miss Hellfire, and Waltz on by. So that's 1, 14, 10, and 12 for Dan. Race five. At Flemington on Saturday is the TAB Vanity. 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, my old favourite here in Raya Yuki, who got the cash at the Valley last time out, had to scrape paint, go for the inside run, and would have been a good thing beaten if she didn't get there, but she did. I'm a little bit, con- a little bit worried about the coming back in distance to the 1,400, but she's fit, she's up and going, she probably could have another win or two to her name with a bit of luck. So I'm going to stick with her. I'll be definitely having something on number five, Barbara I think she's the one to beat. She's a talented filly. They stretched her out in trip at the back end of the spring to the wakeful. Probably came to the end of her prep. She had a really good campaign to notch that group one placing in the thousand guineas for which she was a late entry. That was a, a really good performance. She's trialled up nicely. Uh, just think she's going to be finishing very strongly here. In for third, number one, Cardigan Queen, who was good winning first up at Sandown Lakeside. will be fitter for that. She's building quite a nice record in the Quinella, five of her six starts to date. And I've thrown the Chris Waller runner, number eight, fine point into the numbers. She's out of as a Beale mare. She got out to 15.50 metres in her first campaign and beat the older mares. It was a good effort. Just... Um, you know, 1,400 first up should really suit, but just not sure how she's going to come back, whether she is going to be sort of sharp enough for this or if she's really going to develop into an Oaks filly. But I think uh, she's certainly worth respecting. Three on top for me from five, one and eight. Dan. Socialist on top for me. Pretty keen on her. She was um, taken to the Gold Coast, of course, and ran third behind a pretty handy pair in the three-year-old Guineas Magic Millions race. We've <clears throat> given a freshen up since then. Obviously, that residual fitness uh, on her side, but um, so it looks a talented filly. And I think that first got 400 metres was a good run from her. So, um, with her on top, she's my best of the day at Flemington. I'm also giving the eight fine point a chance as well. Liked what she did in that debut preparation. The two wins towards the end of that prep were were um, were really good. Um, the first up run on a heavy track was sound and. It's a pretty decent um, debut campaign for her. The, the breeding suggests that um, yeah, she'll improve up in trip, but 400 metres is a good kickoff point for her. Um, in for third, I got the two. Manouche, a uh, tough win last start. Um, seldom runs poorly. And in for fourth, have the five, Barb Raider. Um, she ran well in a guineas behind Yearning. Um, she's got runs on the board in those, in those bigger races, but um, 
My number's 4825. Cardigan Queen for me to beat Barb Raider, Manoush, and Raya Yuki. One, five, two, and three. And race six is the males' version. It is the CS Hayes Stakes. It's also the first leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. This is group three set weights and penalties for three year old Colts and Geldings. Joel? Yeah, I'm going looking for the up and comers here down towards the bottom. I've gone for 11 for Shero. I've always liked this Colty. Trialing and jumping out really well as a two-year-old and obviously had issues. Didn't see him again for about 12 months, but he uh, kicked off his career with a strong win at Sandown Hillside at good odds. Finished really well after getting pocketed halfway up the straight. And then, again, went to Sandown on the lakeside course this time. Uh, sort of pressed a little bit more forward. Had to do it slightly differently. But I thought he packed a really good kick when he needed to. So... This is his toughest test, but I think he's really up to it here. Number 11, Pachero. Got him ahead of 10 lean as legend. Thought uh, he did enough first up in the Manfred around Caulfield. He'll be better for that. The longer distance suits. 12, Corona Lad, another unbeaten three-year-old. He won his maiden at Hamilton on debut and then went to Sandown Hillside and was a really strong performance. Only stepping up to a class one, but I thought it was a good effort. He's been uh, freshened up. I like the recent trial in... Uh, new piece of headgear with the visors on and he's going to wear them on Saturday. I think he can run you a bit of a race at huge odds. And 13 Galleon was heavily backed at his first Australian start, got a long way back and just took a, a bit of time to wind up. I think from a better draw, stepping up in distance and with the benefit of that run, he can improve. I'll also be including the favourite and another of the up-and-comers, number seven, Pinstripe, in my quaddy. So, just uh, going against, I guess, the more proven ones up the top. But I'm keen on 11 from 10, 12, and 13. With pinstriped on top here, um, gets a jump from a good draw here. Barrier five, he's really impressed at his two wins. His two starts were two wins. First up at Mooney Valley. Um, so we had to track f sort of five wide uh, well before the turn to sort of get into the race and sustain that run. It was too strong for them late. It was an impressive win to the eye. The stable... Um, off the belief that it's, he's only going to improve onto a sort of firmer track, which he gets here. Um, looks quite untapped, this gelding. And um, I think off that off that run at Mooney Valley, I think he'll really relish a rise of 1,400 metres. So seven on top for me. But the one, Captivant, um, hard to ignore. Is he? So, okay, to the line first up over a sprint trip at Randwick. Um, rising trip to 1,400 metres will certainly see a better, uh, a better performance from him. Um, already a Group 1 winner and, and a second to Animo on the CV. <clears throat> the third, Forgot You. I think can uh, wide draw, not too much of a help, but we'll go back anyway and um, certainly be running, hitting the line hard. Obviously, a very classy Colts. Um, and in for fourth, I have the <clears throat> eight, Allegron. Thought was over the odds. Very good run in the derby um, and is a first up winner. Seven, one, two, and eight. Uh, I am with number two, Forgot You, to beat Pinstripe, Pachero and Captivant, two, seven, eleven, and one. The big one at Flemington on Saturday is race seven, the Black Caviar Lightning, 1,000 metres, standard weight for age, group one, worth a million dollars. And plenty of fun facts here, including some relevant ones. No Lightning winner since General Nadim has been leading at the 800 metres. Well, I suppose that's only 200 metres after the start. But uh, no, not even the Nature Strip last year was on the pace at that stage, but was not in front. 21 of the past 24 winners have been resuming. Well, that's uh, 
no, uh, that's no great. That just means the astrologist isn't going to win. Uh, Black Caviar is the only horse, uh, of course, won three in a row, is the only horse to have won successive lightnings since Scalacci in 1992-93. So the favourite is looking to uh, knock off that particular fun fact. And also this one, since Black Caviar's run, the only winning lightning favourite has been Chautauqua in 2016, because lest we forget, a nature strip who started favourite in this race in 2020, started a warm favourite, but rolled by Guitra, um, did not start favourite last year because uh, Bivouac, strangely enough, was favourite, who had beaten Nature Strip in the uh, Dali Sprint Classic previous spring, but that, of course, was over 1,200 metres. Nature Strip had had his problems first up in the previous few preps, but uh, so, for that matter, had Bivouac, had a terrible first up record. So, God knows how Bivouac started $2.15 last year in that's, of course, uh, 2020 hindsight. Uh, and what's our other one? Oh, it's about a double-figure barrier, which doesn't apply because there's only nine in it. Joel, interested to find what you make of this stellar sprinting lineup. Yeah, it is a, a great race. It's going to be great to watch. Um, I'm going to be having a couple of bets. I'm backing Mask Crusader, who I've got on top. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. I'm, he's not going to be as far off them, you know, wouldn't really be keen on him a thousand metres around the bend, but I just don't think he's going to be too far from them. Jai McNeil, he's um, you know not doing much wrong at the moment, and I just thought the eleven dollars was a bit of overs. He's as I said around eight eight fifty now. I think that's still a backable price. Just going to be storming late, and just hoping that he's not too far from them. Uh, his Everest run was amazing. There, it was almost Chautauqua like. He nearly got up uh, from an impossible position. So I've got him on top. I've got Nature Strip in for second. Going to be very hard to beat. The other bet in the race for me is number seven, Swat Stat. I think he can still get around $8 the place, around 40 to one. I think that's crazy. She's got three group one straight placings. Of course, placed in this last year. She was placed in the Coolmore as a three-year-old. And she was also runner-up in the VRC Classic to Nature Strip at the end of her last prep, albeit well beaten. But I just think a, a mare with three straight group one placings to her name shouldn't be 41 and eight. And in for fourth, I've got the three-year-old home affairs. Just not sure if he's got the absolute zip to win over a thousand, but uh, yeah, he may well have improved. He certainly looked outstanding. He's one go down the straight in the Cornwall. That was twelve hundred, so it's a slightly different race here. But yeah, couldn't leave him out of my numbers. Three on top from one, seven, and eight. It's hard to go past Nature Strip just based on his deeds down the Flemington Straight. <clears throat> um, he's sort of. Proven itself, if there was any doubt, um, last preparation, he was the best sprinter in this country. And the, the Flemington win in the, the VRC Classic with Heating Swats, that was um, outstanding on the back of an Everest win. So uh, first up, Flemington, 1,000 metres, um, ticks a lot of boxes and won't be a big bet because it's such an open field. Um, but he's he's on top pick for me. Got the eight in next home affairs, the stable mate, um, just taken by that Coolmore stud win. Um, the way he was running away from them there, it was some sort of effort. Uh, overpass has come out of that race to Frank the form, this preparation. Um, uh, yeah, so he hasn't has missed the Quinella in two first up runs home affairs. So it's my second pick. Eduardo in next, um, wouldn't certainly wouldn't shock. Just a little query. It hasn't, hasn't had much experience down the Flemington Strait. Um, in for fourth, I've got the three Mars Crusader um, as well. So... Uh, probably won't be much of a betting race for me, but Nature Strip goes on top, the one, um, on top eight, two, and three. Yeah, Nature Strip for me too. To beat Guitra, a bit of a forgotten horse here, Eduardo and Home Affairs, one, four, two, 
And eight, last of the black type races, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is the is race eight, the Elms Handicap. And this is a 1,400-metre listed race, Joel. Yeah, interesting race. A lot of these resuming, four of them already with their ticket booked for the All-Star Mile. So, you know, just how well forward some of those are remains to be seen. I've gone with nine, Cherry Tortoni. Uh, like this horse, I thought he had a good win in him in the spring. Unfortunately, he went amiss. He was super first up this track and trip when almost beating Harbour Views and then went to Sandown and that wasn't his go back along the fence in traffic. And then, yeah, obviously had races like the Turak and Cantala earmarked for him, but um, they pulled the pin on the prep. He's been trialling, yeah, just okay, just how he normally trials, soft trials out the back. Barrier two is a little query, but hopefully Mickey D can get him in the clear. I think it'd be hard to hold out. He's a good price each way anyway. Uh, one elephant I've thrown in for second. You know, he, they've probably left a fair bit of improvement in him. And he's got the 60 kilos, so he's going to improve on whatever he does. But his class will take him a long way. Eight, Mr. Brightside, another one already in the All-Star Mile. Built just that terrific record since arriving from New Zealand. Stepped up to the Group 1, Cantala. He had the light weight to be competitive, but he ran very well for fourth in that blanket finish. And it for fourth, number six, King Magnus. He was just a bit of a machine last prep, kept running, kept improving. He ran fifth in the Cantala and then won the Cranbourne Cup. A very consistent horse. He can certainly figure in this finish. But nine on top for me from one, eight and six. Yeah, certainly other races on the card I'm probably keener to have a bet into than this one, just with quite a bit to learn. Few of these first up, um, it's not sure how wound up they are, but I'm with the nine on top, Cherry Tortoni. Um, I mean, a great horse for connections along the way, seldom runs poorly and um, can run a race fresh. Um, <clears throat> here, so I've got him on top. He's got a good track at Flemington horse, uh, he's got a good Flemington record as well. So, um, he's on top for me, the nine, 12 corner pocket, um, sort of. The toughest race he's faced, first go at um, stakes level anyway. He was unbeaten last preparation, starting at a benchmark 70 and was in the, winning a Mooney Valley benchmark 90 to, to end the preparation. He, <clears throat> he's got that favourable racing style, roll forward, and barrier one obviously suits him here. So he'll give a sight, no doubt about it. Eight, Mr. Brightside, um, classy gelding, certainly improved with the run, um, but his run in the Cantala was seeming that Shows how classy he is and um, like Corner Pocket, it was a bit of a winning machine last preparation. In for fourth, I got the five groundswell um, next, but yeah, not too keen here. Nine, 12, eight, and five. And I am tipping Elephant first up to beat Mr. Brightside, Corner Pocket, and Cherry Tour. It's only one, eight, 12, and nine for me. Uh, Dan, we heard about well, we well, we heard about Socialist, your best race five number four, uh, and we mentioned that uh, race four number one, Stupendo, was your value bet, but that was before uh, you came on. So uh, just uh, tell us briefly about Stupendo. Yeah, it takes on a pretty good field here, Stupendo, but just like the fact he has a win on the board down the straight at Flemington, um, the run in the two-year-old Magic Millions race obviously <clears throat> was a strong race and. He's got a long way out of his ground from the wide draw then. Um, probably not as uh, sharp as that at 1,200 metres, some of those horses, but um, I think can bounce back here down the straight. thought it was just over the odds. Um, stupendo and back to 1,100 metres perhaps might suit 
um, off of freshen up. So thought he was overs um, in race four, race four, number one. Okay, my best is uh, race two, number five, Tuvalu, coming off that impressive first up country win. Uh, very exciting galloper. And my value bet, not much value, in fact, I think his favourite, race nine, number 11, Rose Quartz. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. Uh, and the first of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race number four, and that is the Rose Hill Bowling Club Millie Fox Stakes, 1,300-metre group two set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, Joel. Yeah, I've gone six Baluchi Babe here on the backup from her effort in the Triske. She had a wide gate. She was caught three wide, no cover. I thought she battled on quite well there behind Snap Dancer. The quickest she's backed up is 10 days, and she was a winner on that occasion. So I think uh, now that she presents fourth up, hard fit, good draw, she's going to be taking plenty of catching. Uh, in for second, number two, Rock O'Clock. She'll be finishing all over them late. She's more a second up horse, but just uh, 1,300. And the set weights, uh, conditions of this race, sees her very well placed. So she'll be finishing strongly. Uh, in for third, number three, Expat, your likely leader. She's going to be taking plenty of running down. She's been freshened since winning a group three over the mile. She's at her absolute best on soft and heavy ground. So, you know, I'm thinking we're going to be working on a good four. Um, so that could be the query. And one crone. She's also better on wet ground, but uh, was a Group 1 winner of the Coolmore and a good three back in the, uh, nearly 12 months ago. So if she's ready, uh, third up, then she can win. Her two efforts in Queensland this prep have both been pretty good. But six on top for me from two, three and one. As Joel mentioned, Rocker Clock, perhaps a better horse uh, second up. Um, but I really like her here. She's thinks, as another point Joel mentioned, there's a... Sort of gets in well under the set weights and penalties conditions of the race of 55 kilos. Two trials leading in. I've really liked both. Um, hitting the line strongly under a hold. I wasn't far off lost and running in the first of those and the second of those got a long way back in the in the heat, but strong as strong through as strong through the line as anything else in the heat. Um, I think she can um, she can certainly give this a shake first up. So she's on top for me. I got the one in next crone. Um, classy mare. Bit of a freshen up since the last start, Gold Coast run. Um, Snap Dancer's come out of that race to frank the form, but she was closing off nicely there as she did first up on the heavy 10. Um, in for third, I have the four matchmaker. Always been a fan of this mare, can run a race fresh. And in for fourth, I've got the six Bellucci babe, the rock hard fit one, um, going well. Two, one, four, and six. We go across to race six. At Rose Hill on Saturday, it is the Fujitsu General Silver Slipper Stakes, 1,100-metre Group 2 at set weights for two-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, I'm with 13 queen of the ball. Uh, no $15 this week. She's been really well found. Uh, I think she went up 450 earlier in the week, and then, yeah, she's around 330 now, which is short enough, but I think she's going to be very hard to beat. She had the pattern on her side first up in the Widdham, found the fence, found the front which was a good recipe for the day, but she was dominant, nearly four lengths, revolutionary miss, who also followed the rails home, but did run second. She's come out and won the Blue Diamond Prelude last week. To enhance the form, uh, she's going to make her own luck again. Gate one, she'll just kick up. Hopefully, I probably would have rather drawn out a little bit, as she did the other day, just sort of 
you know, drawing out seems to suit those on paces, but hopefully she can kick through and you know, she may even take the sit if something wants to go crazy in front. But I think she's hard to jump off. Uh, I'll be having a little saver on the first starter, number nine, Magic. Uh, this was the Easter sale topper last year, 2.5 million, the brother to 1,000 guineas winner yearning. Uh, Team Hawks have a pretty good record in this race. They've had 14 runners in the last 17 years, and they've had five winners and six place getters. So at $34, I can have a little something on him at a bit of a price. In for third, number eight, Boyfriend. Quite liked his debut in the Lonro Plate. He didn't quicken at the top of the straight, but really liked the last 100 metres. Stepping up in trips is only going to help. And one, Charlatan. Uh, looked above average in that first campaign. Real eye-catcher on debut and then went to the Golden Gift and beat all bar Sajard. And he's going to get back from that gate. But if they overdo it up front, he'll be the one screaming home. Uh, in On top, number 13 from 9, 8 and 1. Yeah, with the 13 as well. Um, yeah, perhaps a leader bias that day in the Widden, but she was um, quite impressive winning that I thought. <clears throat> Revolutionary Mrs. Joel touched on has come out to frank the form. And Barry won roll forward. Uh, just was sort of hard to, to go past based off that last start win. Um, I'm going to have a saver on Edpar, the 14, who did start favourite in that Widden Stakes, but um, dropped out badly. It was quite a disappointing run at face value, but she did over race in the run. She sent back to the trials, and um, I thought the trial win was quite nice, sort of <clears throat> hold, under a hold to the line and staving off one, it was hard ridden. So I thought it was a impressive piece of work. She's too talented, Um me to go around at her at, for her to go around without me on at about nine to ten dollars. So she's going to be the saver bet in the race. Six spacewalk, um, tricky draw, but I think he's a talented colt from Ex- Exosphere. Um, did have his chance in front last start, but I thought it was it will certainly take benefit from the run. Um, up to eleven hundred meters here helps. And in for fourth, I have the two best of Bordeaux. Eleven, sorry, thirteen on top of fourteen, six and two. Race seven at Rose Hill on Saturday, first leg of the quaddy, Parramatta Cup, listed quality handicap. Joel, over 1,900 metres. Yeah, tricky little race to work out. You've got a couple of class runners up the top, resuming over 1,900. If they're ready, they can feature. Um, Tonto, Great House, Nickajack Cave, wouldn't surprise. Um, you've got a couple coming back in trip from the 2400, like Mubaris and Parry Sound. And then you've got a couple of others that have just been working to the line really strongly and look ready to peak. I've gone with those run, uh, those ones, 8 and 11. Uh, I've gone 8 Mighty Beal on top. Just had that little bit of refreshing after winning the uh, Christmas handicap over the 2400. Thought his run over the mile in the Gardenia last time out was excellent. Fourth best last 600 of the day, just warming up nicely. Out to the 2,000, ideal. 11, no compromise. He smashed the clock first up in the Carrington and then good splits again in that Gardenia race against the, the tempo where Frosty Rocks led and controlled things. He was very good. He's crying out for 2,000 metres now. In for third, number seven, Parry Sound. This is one of the ones coming back in trip. He's had the two goes at 2,400. But he was very good winning the Summer Cup over 2,000 at Ranwick three runs back. And he just has that fitness edge on a few of these. And I'll throw number nine first in line in for fourth. Maybe a run too soon, but he was just out sprinted on the firm ground first up. He had 62, 1500. They ran 30 for their last 600. So he probably needs a bit more racing. He had a long time off, but his UK staying form was very, very strong. And 50 or 60 to 1, I just I don't want him to go around without me having a dollar on him. He can improve. Eight on top, though, from 11, 7 and 9. 
Yeah, I'm with one as well who's had the um, benefit of some runs under his belt. No compromise, that is. I think shaping up nicely. This preparation, excellent return first up in the listed race and then um, solid behind Frosty Rock's last start. I think back to 53 kilos here, drops two and a half um, up in trip. You know, track he likes. Um, I think he ticks a lot of boxes. The 11, so on top for me. The two, great house. Uh, one of the many resuming in the race. He's got a good first up record. This horse, no doubt, we better over a touch further, but um, I think he can come to hand quickly here, and uh, this looks a pretty nice race for him to kick off in. Eight, Mighty Beal, um, and the 13, another Waller runner, too much to bear, sort of one on the up. Um, the toughest race he's faced so far, but from what he's showing, I think he's up to it, and certainly likes his longer trips. 11, 2, 8, and 13. And the feature, the main feature at Rose Hill on Saturday is race eight, second leg of the quarter, Petaluma Hobartville Stakes, 1,400-metre group two at set weights. Four three-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, we discussed earlier, Animo, he's going to be very hard to beat, but, um, yeah, I, I'm tipping against you. I'm going for 13, kiss some. Oh, I like this horse. He showed good promise last prep. Just watched him first up in the Eskimo Prince, you know, his first real go at this sort of level. And he was too far back to be competitive, but really liked his last sort of couple of hundred metres there. He had the equal best last 600 of the race in a race of little change. I just think from barrier two, he can settle closer. So if they're going at a steady tempo, he can make use of the gate. He still you know, has a little bit to, to prove at this sort of level. And if he can beat Animo, not 100% certain, but at 50 to one, I'm going to be having something each way on him. From Animo, very hard to beat. Four Halal looks overs at 10 to 1. He was $13 first up in the Eskimo Prince. He had the uh, best last 200 metres in that race. It was very good. He's just going to need a little bit of luck from gate one. But I think he's overs at $10. And two Converge sat handy in that Eskimo Prince behind Pulele and battled away really well. He had the there. Obviously, coming back to the set weights is a big plus for him. 13 on top for me, though, from one, four, and two. I think Animo can, can atone first up. Look, the, the run in the expressway was quite good. So the last in the in the field of seven there, charged home and, and ran on strongly. Um, pleasing return over 1,200 metres. It's not his go up to the 1,400 metres. will certainly be of benefit, and I think he'll be really hard to beat here. Um, I think the one probably, I think, the better chance of beating him is the five ranch hands. Um, he too was good behind Pulele first up um, to continue his very good fresh record um, I guess a slight query is just the, the rise to 1400 metres um, generally his best form has been over sort of sprinting trips um, but I think he's quite a talented colt and he may be trained down with this preparation so, so he's certainly the, the main threat Halal uh, has come back in good order um, I think 1200 is always going to be too short first up but um, Pleasing effort, second up, 1,400 metres, both ticks. And I think the 11, silent impact. Um, quite a promising son of Maurice. Bumped into a smart one at benchmark grade last start, but um, I think he's up to this sort of level. Um, presents here third up, rock hard fit. One five four eleven. All righty. That takes care of the black type at Rose Hill. We haven't, however, heard about uh, either special from each of you. So uh, kick us off, Joel. Well, I'm being patient, waiting for the last for my best race. 10, number three, Dajran. Really interesting horse, this. He's an entire 
by Frankel out of the Golden Slipper winner Moss Fun. So obviously Emirates Park exported her over to uh, the UK, was bred uh, to Frankel, and, and this bloke started his career over there, built a, a pretty good record. And now he's in Australia. He trialled up really well and, and hence went out old on Australia Day at Warwick Farm, and it was an impressive win. He has the 60 kilos for the slight rise in grade, but I just think he can continue progressing through the classes and can win again. And for my value bet, I've gone to the Midway Handicap Race 3, number 10, Remus. His run at this level, three runs back, was very good. Then he had no luck in a benchmark 72. Then they went to 1900 at Canterbury, got back and just never, ever fired a shot. I like the six-week freshen up and back in distance for him. He uh, looks a good each-way bet at double figures. My best comes up in race five, Minsk moment. Cold I've always had a lot of time for. Um, two from two first up. Excellent win at Mooney Valley. First up last time in. It was quite soft on the line after being held up at a, at a, at a sort of a key moment there, but overcame that and impressed. Um, Trolling up nicely uh, for this and finds a pretty winnable race, I thought, on resumption, even though he does meet, meet some pretty smart horses at benchmark grade. Um, I think this was a nice race for Minsk moment. He's my best bet of the day. The value comes up in race three, the midway. Sally Pops, um, next to no weight on a bachelor, 50 kilos after the claim. We'll have to go back and, um, and reel him in from the wide draw, but... I think her form this preparation hasn't been too bad. She hasn't had much luck on a few occasions, um, especially last start and two back at Gosford. was wide the trip, but kept coming there. Um, solid at Canterbury, two back, um, getting sort of back in the field in, a, in an on-pace race. I think she's sort of going better than her form sort of indicates this preparation. And with 50 kilos, um, I think she can certainly run a big race at, uh, at, a, at, a, at a good price. Race three, number 11. In Adelaide, they are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville. Daniel, and uh, you're getting your specials out of the way fairly early on the Plurogram. Yeah, I am with Fonsalette, the six, on the quick backup. Um, former Kiwi, Gal- uh, Philly. Um, second up for Michael Hickmon. I was sort of against her. I was on the winner last time, Sameson, and she sort of – she was the one I was watching to see if she'd chase down um, Sameson, but just fortunately for me and – that horse, she just had no luck in the straight. Um, nothing really went right. Had to sort of shift course a few times to find clear running. But um, once she got out, she was hitting the line hard. I like the fact that put her on the quick back up here. Um, she did try well leading into that first up run. Um, slight rise and triple help as well. So I think she'll be hard to beat in the second race. Race two, number six. The value comes up in race four. Look sharpish. Who had a pretty good start to her career, but she's been a little disappointing since. Um, this preparation's been – she's been okay. She sort of mixes her form a bit. Um, her best is quite good, certainly good enough to win a race like this, but um, can sort of run into a bit of bad luck, which she has um, in recent starts at Mooney Valley and Caulfield. Um, we'll get back and we'll need to close hard, but I think she's certainly fit. Um, 2,500 back to 2,250, I think, suits. Might not just have run out the longer trip last start, but I think on a day she's a pretty handy mare um, and looks to take an Adelaide for a bit of an easier race here, the stable. So if things go right for her, I think she can certainly win at each way price. Race four, number four. 
Joel, any thoughts about uh, Adelaide? No, nothing at Northville for me, Barks. So we'll switch across to the Sunshine Coast venue for Queensland Metro Racing on Saturday. A big program, as it usually is when we uh, head out of town in the Sunshine State. Daniel, the two legs of the uh, Daily Double uh, where we find your specials. Yeah, and I'm with a pretty promising one as my best, race seven, number seven, buying time. Um, this is a good field he comes against here, but the two wins have um, been quite impressive, both of the Sunshine Coast, both over a 1,000 metres, and that's the track and trip he'll see here again. Um, did have a nice run in transit last start, but when hitting the lead 200 out, I like the way he sort of accelerated there and went further ahead and, and won quite comfortably in the end, so showing off a nice turn of foot. Drawn to get a lovely run again and um, natural improvement. I think it'll be hard to beat in the seventh race. Seven, number seven. The value comes up in the last. It's been quite su- there's been some support for it already this week. I think it's about 8.50 into 5.50 when I last looked. That's bad barista in the last. Um, the two runs since dropping back to 1,200 metres have been very good. Certainly her best is preparation. Love the turn of foot she showed when winning two back. Um, look, the wide draw means we should get back here as she she can do, uh, but I think the Sunshine Coast track will certainly lend herself well, itself well to her, and she'll get every chance in this. So I think the can finish on a high in the last of the Sunny Coast race nine at number thirteen. In the west, they are racing at Ascot, and they're is a stakes race, and that is race eight, the detonator stakes. And here we find the value bet for the card from our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, and that is number four, Platoon, to beat 15, Paddy's Shadow, 11, Cockney Crew, and eight, Salaya. And earlier in the day, BJ's best comes up, and that is race four, number eight, My Baby Blue Jean. Joel, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, what are they doing? Yeah, we're at Ellerslie on Saturday. It's the uh, Avondale's big meeting at the Avondale Cup and the Avondale Guineas. So the latter, obviously, a key lead up towards the New Zealand Derby. Just an eight-race card. My best bet comes up in race five, number 12, Violetta. Lightly raced mare. She won her maiden at start two. Uh, very good up in class. Next time out, went third. And then didn't have all favours first go at Ellerslie last time out, had to navigate some traffic in the straight. She poked through late, finished sixth, but was on the place getter's heels. Just think she'll take good benefit from that and has a stack of upside, whereas a few of these have met their mark. And I've made my value in the Avondale Guineas, race seven, number six, Nesteg, this son of a reliable man. has been ticking over really well. He, he won two races on the trot, had a bit of a freshen up, uh, tackled older horses over a short trip the other day. They stacked up in front and, and ran home a fast 600 metres. He had no hope, but he closed quite well for sixth. He wasn't far off the place getters. Step up in distance is what he's been looking for a long time. He's got to step up and, and measure up against a couple of the better performed ones, including the, the two fillies down the bottom. But uh, I think he can run you a good race at each way odds. And the support meeting is down in the South Island at Ascot Park. My best bet comes up in the last uh, race 10, number 15, Jimmy Five. First run down in the South Island was very good. Just got into a hopeless position, very wide, a long way back, and made good ground. Drew a wide gate there. So from barrier three on Saturday, expect him to posse up a lot closer 
and be hard to hold out. And my value bet also late in the day, race nine, number 11, Philite. Lightly race type by Gallant Guru. They kept her to sprinting trips, but she stepped to the mile uh, two runs back, straight from the 1,200, and she won very well. Her last run over the mile was again good when finishing third. She's on the improve. She stays down in the weights. I think she's worth sticking with on an each-way basis. Sunday is Tasmanian Oaks and Magic Millions Day at Launceston. And Godolphin have the favourite in the Oaks, and that is race five, number two, Honey Creeper. Won't be over there for the scenery. Uh, I've got Honey Creeper to win from a couple of Adam Trinder stablemates, one Miss Charlie Brown and three Bundle of Fun and the Maddie Williams train Prospectiva. So that is two, one, three and nine. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the week, Lazy Lobsters. Well, I don't know why I ever deviate from my successful strategy, which is uh, to go for one that I really like early on the Melbourne program, and that worked with Coastwatch last week, which uh, ended up paying a fair bit more than I really expected and uh, made for a comfortable overall um, overall profit for us. So, uh, well, the pressure's back on you guys, I suppose, but uh, I will stick to that uh, very same uh, strategy. And I'll go early in Melbourne, which is Flemington this week, of course. And it is race two, number five, Tuvalu is my bet. Joel? Yeah, I'm going to wait till the last of the day at Rose Hill and make it a Dajran, race 10, number three. I'll head to Flemington as well. Race five, number four, Socialist. All right, well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning posts, if you haven't already, online now, in shops on Friday with the form for Friday nights, Saturday and Sunday, fields, colours, tips, overviews for everywhere else. Plenty of great reading as well. So make sure you pick that up and uh, back plenty of winners, which no doubt you will do if you have. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.